welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life, brought to you by GamerGoo. My name is Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Monday, January 11th, 2021, and uh, we got a good show in store for you today. Definitely got through some good things this weekend, so I do want to talk about some of that. Uh, but as usual, a little bit of housekeeping here at the top of the show. Don't forget, you can always follow me on Twitter at Mark Turcotte, M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. And of course, you can always email the show at theenthuslife at gmail.com. And you still have time uh, to sign up if you do want to be a patron here for the podcast. Uh, I believe next week we will be recording the next patron episode. So if you want early access to that and a chance to even be on that podcast, uh, you can find that link down in the show notes below. And of course, you get exclusive access to the Enthusiast Life Discord, where, hey, we've been talking a lot over there about the High Republic, Light of the Jedi. That's right, the new Star Wars What do we want to call it? Universe has launched now, and uh, we've been talking a lot over there. We have a a little spoiled beans section where we're talking some spoilers. Still using the little scratch hash uh, spoiler tags in there uh, just because we want want to make sure everybody gets through it, but a bunch of us have gotten through it now. And uh, I do want to talk about that here at the top of the show. Hopefully you're not getting tired of me talking about the High Republic, but I know many people are interested and, you know, some haven't taken the plunge yet to jump into the book. But at some point we will do a a spoilerific podcast. I actually have a feeling that'll probably be uh, part of the patron episode next week. So, uh, and and uh, I'm sure we'll be jumping into all that because there's a lot, man. You know, so I did finish the book uh, this weekend. I probably read about three quarters of it. And listen to about a quarter of it, maybe if maybe even a little bit less than that. Listening, uh, I think I only listened for like two or three runs, and uh, just a little bit in the car. Uh, but once I started, you know, I sat down Saturday and Sunday reading. I mean, it just for me it became a page turner. Like I had to see where it goes because you know the book's kind of weird. It, it starts with a just a very intense situation happening. I mean, if you've read the description, you know uh, there are things emerging from hyperspace. Um, just kind of literally destroying uh, not only ships and that, but even planets. Like it just becomes this massive emergency in the galaxy that the Jedi need to respond to. And, you know, so you have kind of the first maybe quarter of the book is all that situation. And then there's a lull. And then we're introduced to the, like essentially what is going to be the villain, I think, for, for the High Republic and then it picks up again at the end and just becomes, you know, you get this this massive space battle happening. There's even some boots on the ground uh, situation uh, happening that just you need to know what's going to happen next. And, and I got to say, like, I think I said it last week, Loading Great Storm is by far for me the best character introduced so far uh, in the series. Um, when you read the series or listen to it, whatever the first book or listen to it, you'll know what I mean by the end. And I think you'll be just like me, just completely enamored with this character. Uh, you know, Lagnus said yesterday in the chat, and he's completely right. Like we need a load in comic book series, or he needs his own standalone books or hell. I would even go for like an animated high Republic show. Like we don't need to go the full route of giving me clone war style animation. Just give me kind of the, you know, uh, like a lot of the Marvel shows they've been doing where they're just some, just a straight up cartoon. Give me that. Like, give me a Loden series with that. I would absolutely love that. Um, his Padawan Bell, who by the end may or not be a Padawan anymore. Like, the, the combination of those two is great. Like, I need that as a series. Uh, absolutely loved it. Uh, the Nihil, the villains, um, kind of the progression of where they end up by the end of this book. Um, you know, and I mean, I'm, this isn't really spoiling anything, but the Nihil are essentially just kind of, 
I don't want to say ragtag group because there definitely is some some um, unity amongst them and, and some uh, logic to everything that they do. But they are just kind of this group of people who came together under a common cause who are essentially pirates, take what they want, do what they want, when they want. Um, and they're kind of under the guidance of these three characters who each kind of have their own group. But then above them is this other character uh, by the name of Martian Rowe, who has never really been the leader. He's the one that basically gives them the hyperspace information they need to go to the locations they want to go. But by the end of this book, and you'll catch it as you're reading it, um, his role has definitely shifted. And the questions of what's next has me just super, super intrigued. And, you know, I, I said this yesterday in our chat, and I'm even talking with some other friends, like, you know it's good Star Wars when the story ends and you almost have more questions than you do answers. And I've said that before. That's why I love Star Wars. I mean, there, there's so much in this book that, especially at the end, that has you like, wait a minute, like, where are we going? What are the connections here? Um, you know, who is this character really? There's just a lot, a lot coming out of the book. And on top of that, I mean, some of the things that we get throughout the book uh, is just kind of uh, looking into new ways to use the Force. That's one of the coolest things about this book. I mean, it's, you know, you think about how the prequels dove in a little bit more on some ways we see Jedi use the Force and how they're jumping around and, and, and all that. But it really was the old Republic where we really saw Force, the Force being used in more unique ways. And a lot of people didn't get to see that, right? Because the Old Republic was a set of video games. You have some comics and there's some books, right? Um, this now, I think really, you know, we have ships that are powered by lightsabers, essentially, that they, you know, when they plug it in, there's like weapon systems that the key is a Jedi saber. Um, ships just straight up piloted by the Force. Um, massive uses of the Force against massive amounts of enemies. Um, it's... It's great. And then, you know, Avar Chris, who's kind of like the head of this order almost, kind of that we get in the book, and that she's able to tap into the Force and she hears the song of the Force, um, which is very neat. You know, it's kind of that, that's how they explain her kind of tapping into all the Jedi and, and feeling their feelings and being able to communicate is awesome. Uh, we even have some old standby abilities that we've seen before, like the Jedi mind trick. We get a very neat use of that. Um, and a little bit of an explanation of that. Uh, Charles Soule did a great job, I think, of really kind of investigating some of that. And it really has me excited for what else we're going to see. And, you know, maybe there, will there be any acknowledgement of um, why we don't see a lot of that in later Star Wars? And, you know, honestly, probably not. The more I think about that, I think part of this is because there are so many Jedi, um, you know, where we are in the films... There's not many, right? So there couldn't be a lot of people to teach the current Jedi some of those abilities. Or, or hell, maybe they never even thought of them. Um, and I think that's what's cool, too, is a lot of the Jedi within this book, um, when asked, like, hey, what's your plan? You know, when there's a moment, right in the moment of battle or whatever, and they're asked, like, what are you going to do? It's just like, I don't know, the Force will guide me. I'll feel with the Force. And then they just get out there and just on the fly, trust in the Force and use that ability Um to find a way out of the situation. I mean, it's, it's great. The book is great guys. I promise you, like if you, if you're a star Wars fan, do yourself a favor and check it out. You know, I really think it's, um, it's awesome. It's a great start. I actually picked up test of courage at uh, target 
and uh, we'll be jumping into that. Um, you know, it's it's definitely a youth book, if you want to say. I mean, it's tiny. It's a little book, but it is almost 200 pages. Uh, I'm feeling it's going to be a quick read, and I don't really see that book pushing um, the story that much further. Uh, but, you know, I, I definitely want to get in there and at least get some um, some story beats from the High Republic. I did read issue one of the Marvel series and uh, enjoyed that. I mean, it definitely, um, you know, gives you kind of its own little story. There is a Jedi that um, we do read about in Light of the Jedi. Um, and it ends kind of where the book ends as well. Like both, both the comic and the book kind of end in somewhat the same moment, but there's a cliffhanger for both, essentially. Um, I mean, the uh, book isn't as much of a cliffhanger as the comic. I mean, comics, that's just the way they are, right, in their nature. But we are going to get the comics, obviously, every single month leading up to the next big novel, which is launching in June. Uh, at the beginning of February, we are getting a young adult book. And um, definitely, that's actually from um, Claudia Gray, who she's written uh, some other Star Wars books as well. Um, some some of the, even just the bigger novels, not always the, the young adults. So I'm definitely interested in uh, kind of what she's going to be able to bring to the table. So we're going to get a good, nice little trickle here of, of High Republic, at least leading up to the next big novel. But I'll tell you, I will be there just like I was here, especially now knowing where the story is. I will be there day one when the next book launches. Now, unfortunately, there is no synopsis for it. They're kind of keeping some of that hidden, and rightfully so, um, because you're going to have to know what happened in this book. Uh, with certain characters. Um, I don't know. It's great, guys. It, it's it's As a Star Wars fan, I'm super excited for where things are going to go. You know, if you had any complaints about um, kind of how the sequel trilogy wrapped up and, you know, if you liked Force Awakens because it was new characters, but then it just kind of seemed to go down a path that just you didn't enjoy, go into this. Especially, I would say, if you're like a fan of the prequels, you're going to absolutely love this because it's just... It's the Jedi. And I mean, even even I was listening when I was running the other day and there was a moment where they were kind of back at the Senate and I'm sitting there thinking like, this is prequel stuff, you know, where where you have a government and we're learning about essentially here the High Republic or, you know, the Republic, the government. Um, that's something that was obviously very big in the prequels. And a lot of people didn't like that. They didn't like the government side of things, you know, the debating and that that some of it had where there wasn't action and it was more just discussion um, you're getting some of that in the High Republic, and some people love that stuff. You know, I mean, just imagine the idea of having a galaxy where you have so many planets and so many worlds trying to unify under one governing body to bring peace, just how difficult that would be. And that's kind of the state of where we are, although where we are here seems like peace has been established, and we're kind of, they're doing okay, like they're doing all right, but then obviously this outside threat comes in to kind of shake it all up and uh, potentially threatens to just destroy it all, burn it all down. And I think that's what um, has me excited for what's what's going to come next. But like I said, at some point we will do a spoilerific episode. Um, and uh, I'm guessing at least if, if in part, part of that will definitely be uh, the patron episode next month. Uh, but uh, all right, well, let's move on here. Uh, this week we also had the Marvel Legends series launched over on Disney+. Plus. I did watch both of those episodes. Uh, they're very short. I want to say they're only seven or eight minutes each, maybe. Uh, there is one on Wanda, Wanda Maximoff, of course, Scarlet Witch, and one on Vision. I don't know what I was expecting out of the series. I mean, I think I was kind of thinking like a Marvel 616 style series where it was going to dive into the character in the MCU and the character from the comics and kind of explain some of that and talk about, you know, maybe some people behind their creation. But that is not what it is at all. The show is literally like a... 
a best of. I mean, I, I read a review of the show. It's always like it's almost like a fan reel of people that just went and picked clips from the movies. And I, I guess it does catch you up. I mean, it's cool as a refresher to see all the scenes and all the moments that that character was in in previous MCU films. You know, you can only imagine like the Iron Man one is probably going to be 15 minutes long, right? Because he was in so many more films. Um, but it does. It kind of catches you up on that character's story within the MCU. But there is no narr- – like I at least was like maybe we're going to have some sort of narration. No. It's literally just the scenes from the movies with some epic MCU music playing over it. And they're just kind of cutting these scenes and, and kind of telling that character's story through what you're seeing on the screen. For what it is, I mean, I guess it's cool, like I said, to maybe catch people up um, that maybe don't keep up with the MCU as much as, you know, people like myself and, you know, maybe some of you do out there. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. I, I kind of wish we got like what I said, like give us kind of that Marvel 616 style. I think that really would have been great to have a series that um, dove into the MCU and then those characters and, and where some of those stories maybe in, in what appeared in the MCU was where, where they pulled them from in the comics. I think that would have been great. Um, but obviously that wasn't the vision, no pun intended, for what the show was going to be, right? It just was meant to be this, you know, just catch up on the MCU, kind of get you back up there. You know, people that maybe have only seen the movies one time um, and, you know, to jump into WandaVision, that's, I guess, just kind of what they decided to do. So I'd say if you're an MCU fan, check it out. Um, but I was a bit disappointed. And, and, you know, part of that could be maybe just because I didn't know what the show was. I just kind of saw the title and thought that's what it was going to be. Um, but it uh, it wasn't at all. It was not that. It was something completely different. Um, let's see. And also this weekend here, the final thing here on the show, uh, we did finally watch Onward on Disney+. Plus. Now, this came out, what was it, March? April? I know it was during the pandemic. I think it was March uh, when it finally launched for free on Disney+. Plus. And uh, we can never get my kids to watch it. For some reason, they were just like, meh, 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 meh. So we watched it this weekend. I don't know why my, my daughter actually was like, let's watch Onward because we were just looking for something to watch. I absolutely loved that movie. And even my kids, everybody in my family loved it. Part of it is, you know, we're big into um, just fantasy movies and, and things like that. So that was part of it. But I think even just the the sibling relationship that's there. Um, it's funny. The story is great. You know, I remember, I think Chris and I back, because I think when it came out, we were still doing the show uh, together at this at that point. And him saying that it really is a story about brothers. And I was like, really? I mean, they pitch it as it's, you know, these kids with their father. And it, that's really what it is. It's all, it's a brother story. I mean, it, it has you, like every good Pixar movie, like tears in your eyes at the end, both because you're happy and you're sad. Um, it's just a great heartfelt story and I mean the cool thing like I said it has those fantasy elements because it is taking place in essentially a Dungeons and Dragons fantasy world years beyond when there were quests and you know all that stuff and they're almost living in like our reality think of like Zootopia mixed with like a Dungeons and Dragons almost right it's it's the people of a Dungeons and Dragons world living in a modern society um, and they've almost forgotten you know that that fantasy side uh, but, you know, the one brother is all about, you know, playing this tabletop RPG game. And so the, the way it plays out, you know, and he's he's bringing up things, you know, like different spells that, that are within the game and opening the book and showing the cards and the descriptions of spells and monsters and that. And it really blends together like the tabletop side as well. I mean, it feels like this could very well have been a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. And it wouldn't surprise me if somebody out there actually made that, you know, like made an onward 
style campaign. Like it's just, it's a joy to watch. It's really fun, really neat. I mean, we were cracking up laughing. I mean, I, multiple times I was like just laughing out loud almost, uh, even more so than my family. I mean, it, it was just, it was great. I really liked it a lot. Um, so if you haven't watched Onward yet, definitely watch that on Disney+. Plus. Um, you know, my, my nephews, um, I've mentioned them here before, they're five and three now. Um, I know they watched it and they were, they liked it, my, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law said, but not like some of the other movies they'll watch, like Toy Story, you know, or anything. And I could see why. Like this, obviously, it's a Pixar movie. Show it to kids. There's there's animated characters moving on screen. There's dragons, all that stuff. They'll, they'll enjoy it. Um, but I don't think it has the appeal of some of the other movies that they put out. Two young kids. This is one that is very much, I, I would say, older kids or for adults. I mean, every every Pixar movie has those adult moments that, you know, adults get and adults love and, and make you emotional. That's all there. I just, I don't think this one appeals as much to little kids, really. And, and that's fine, right? I mean, that that's, it's great they were able to put a movie out like this that, um, kind of appeals to an, a little bit of an older crowd, I think, because some of the touchstones are they're touching in here are um, somewhat emotional and somewhat serious. You know, I mean, these are some kids who never met their father, and they they're on a quest to to finally meet him, and they're on a timetable, and it's 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 cool. It's really neat. So uh, I would definitely recommend give Onward to watch if you've kind of been passing it here uh, on Disney Plus. And I know I'm I'm kind of months behind on that one too. Like I said, it, I think it came out in March. Um, but, uh, we, we really enjoyed it this weekend. So, uh, that's going to do it for me guys here today on the show. Thank you guys so much here as always for tuning in. Big thanks as always to Gamergoo for supporting the show. That's right. Gamergoo is that anti-perspirant for your hands. Don't forget it gives you up to four hours of sweaty free controllers. Uh, so you can head on over to their website, Gamergoo.com, get all the information over there. You can find that link down in the show notes. And if you are interested in purchasing some of that Gamergoo, be sure to use my promo code TELL, T-E-L, and save yourself 10% off your order. Like I said, they've been shipping now the Beach Breeze scent, um, which is a, a joy. So uh, definitely go check that out and all the other scents at Gamergoo.com. And again, use my promo code TEL, T-E-L, and save yourself 10% off your order today. And don't forget as well, you can follow me on Twitter at Marturk, M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C, and email me, theenthuselife at gmail.com. Like I said last week, if you are reading... Uh, Light of the Jedi, or even Test of Courage, or just into anything High Republic, I would love to know your thoughts. I've had some people messaging me on Twitter, um, but even email me too if you want. If you're not on Twitter, let me know your thoughts. Uh, I know we're, we're not even a week out. I think what today would be six days the books have been out, but um, I would love to know your thoughts. Uh, even the comic too as well. Um, what are your thoughts? <laughs> actually, uh, Matt Clark over in our Discord, he bought that. I completely forgot. There's actually a... Um, a small children's book that they put out as well, like a you know little tiny, almost like a golden book of it. Um, and I think it's like five bucks. He got that as well. And I think it has Buriaga on the front, who is uh, one of the Wookiees. Uh, I guess he is the Wookiee in this in this series. He's a little Padawan. Uh, but the best part is up in the corner of the book, it says, include stickers. So I might need to go out to the store and get myself that book because I, I need them High Republic stickers, folks. I need them, which I, I thought that was awesome that they're including stickers with that. But all right, well, let's wrap it up there, guys. I will be back tomorrow. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. And until tomorrow, we'll catch you next time.